Hello and welcome to another edition of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. I'm Sean, I'm flying solo again tonight. So Beyond Fest is over, but Scream Fest is going on in LA. And I just got back from Hollywood at Grauman's Chinese Theater, where I saw Jen and Sylvia Soska's remake of David Cronenberg's Rabid. So I have been rabidly awaiting this movie, pun totally fucking intended, too bad, deal with it. And I mean, I feel like I've been waiting for this movie for a year, year and a half, I don't know. I think the trailer just dropped like two months ago or something like that. Uh, it's just, they've been playing their cards really close to their chest on this. And, you know, I originally figured, hell, this is definitely going to play at Beyond Fest. It did not. And so then it popped up at Screen Fest. So I grabbed tickets and a friend of mine and I went and, oh, man, let's just get right into it. So the original David Cronenberg movie, Marilyn Chambers, 1977, starts out. First scene, like I think, you know, the, the intro credits are still rolling and Marilyn Chambers gets on a motorcycle, gets into an accident, ends up getting taken to this experimental facility, undergoes strange experimental procedures, skin grafts, yada, 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 turns her into this rabid vampiric monster. Spoilers, 1977, 41 years ago, I think. So, you know, so what do... The Soska sisters bring to the table. Well, first of all, I really feel like this is a movie that needed to be remade. A lot of movies don't. This one can be expanded on so much. And I'm a Cronenberg fan, but I don't love all of his movies. So, like, the original Rabbit, I do like. And it has a scope bigger than I originally anticipated when I watched it. But it's kind of like Scanners, where I don't love it. And... I'm glad somebody did something with it and made it more. And, you you know, you have to remember, it's no disrespect to Cronenberg, he was a very young filmmaker when he made Rabbit. So, what do the Soska sisters bring to the table? Well, if you've seen American Mary, you already know. They're very comfortable with making you uncomfortable with body horror. And if American Mary was a B-plus in body horror, this is, I don't know, an A-triple-plus? I mean, this is just fucked. They do not shy away from showing you stuff that will make you uncomfortable with your body and its processes. And the fact that even though we are these meat suits, we don't know anything about them. I could have raging cancer all over my body, in the inside of my body right now, and don't even know it. Let's hope not. But potentially, you could. And so, what the first thing they do before they get to the body horror is they spend more time with Rose. So, Laura Vandervoot plays Rose. She does an amazing job. She's in the world of high fashion. What better place to set this story about somebody who's disfigured and then made more beautiful than before, but really inside is now a monster and can't deal with it. So Rose goes from being, you know, she's, she's trying to make her way in the world. She's had some, she's had some hard luck. She's got some people looking out for her. But do they have her best interest at heart? Maybe. I don't know. Has this accident. Is horribly disfigured. I mean, the prosthetics. We marvel at this. This is unbelievable. Just, I feel like groundbreaking. She undergoes this therapy at this. <laughs> so, it, she ends up going to this William Burroughs Institute. And Ted Atherton plays Dr. William Burroughs. And first of all, kudos on the fucking nod to William S. Burroughs. But 
Ted Atherton this just does a fantastic job. He's not in it that much, but they really are able... To, he really conveys the character. He doesn't tip the hat early on, but like he re really exudes this sense of like, okay, this is probably not what it looks like. And then as things progress, they actually, in the Q&A after the movie, the Soska sisters talked about how you don't spend a lot of time with him and they can't really tip you off early on. So there's artwork around him in his institute, in his office, that really is kind of teaching you about this person. So, which, I mean, I thought that was super, super cool to tell, like, this character's story through this artwork. So in an indirect way, and it just adds the tone. So Rose goes there, undergoes this therapy, comes out more beautiful than before because she had been in an accident when she was younger, they explained early on. So they fix all of that. But then strange things start to happen. And, you know, it's not really spoiler territory. She just, she starts to have these nightmares that might not be nightmares, that might be real, about craving blood and maybe seeking blood out. And you get into kind of like, you know, a hunter and prey scenario, but you don't really know if it's real. And so that's another thing I really liked about it. There's a hallucinatory element to it. Reminded me a little bit of a movie I'm very fond of from the early 2000s, the uh, remake of Wizard of Gore with Crispin Glover and Brad Dorif. Just just a little bit, just a little bit. I know that movie kind of gets a lot of hate. I love it, but um, but there's just, just kind of hallucinatory feel to it. And then it goes from there. They keep, you know, the original there is is this kind of outbreak B story that really swells at the end. And they keep that, and they do a good job of balancing Rose's story, which is the A story, with the B story about this rabies outbreak. And, I mean, there's just some... The way that they treat these people that are infected, there's some imagery that's just fucking crazy, gory, and just uncomfortable and gross. Uh, at one point, Troy James, who's a contortionist, who a lot of people will know best from Channel Zero Season 4, Dream Door, as Pretzel Jack, he's in it. And I didn't even recognize him at first, but then he does this thing. And he was actually there for the Q&A, and he did the thing in person where he kind of falls suddenly onto his back in this weird position and then stands up in a way that you shouldn't be able to stand up. It was, oh, it was so crazy. Q&A was really cool. They talked a lot about how, you know, somebody brought up the fact that there's a lot of correlation to Chuck Palahniuk's Invisible Monsters and the Soska sisters talked about, well, like, you know, hey, we originally had ambitions to do that and then we couldn't do it. We didn't have the rights, so some of their aspirations for that, some of the mechanics and the imagination they had go into this. And Invisible Monsters is a story about fashion and, and this kind of disfigured person from the fashion world and these things that happen and escalate. And so they bring that in, but it's not like they it's not like they installed Invisible Monsters into Rabbit because they said so they were contacted by this the people that owned the rights to Rabid originally contacted Cronenberg. He didn't think they knew what they were doing, and so they Googled Cronenberg, and the next names that came up were the Soska sisters, and then they were like, okay, well, this is obviously going to be remade, so let's, let's, we love this, and we, this is kind of our wheelhouse, so let's do it. And the script originally did have this taking place in the fashion world. So that was already there when they took over. So it just kind of was perfect for them, I guess. It was serendipitous that, you know, unable to do Invisible Monsters, this other thing falls into their lap that was both Cronenberg, which they love and have a kinship with, and Chuck Palahniuk, this book that they love, Invisible Monsters. So everybody involved in this movie 
was great. Uh, the Sosa sisters do their, you know, cameo like they always do. They're fantastic. Like I said, Laura Vandervoort's, Vandervoort is great. Stephen McCaddy as Dr. Kelloid, uh, not the, the original movie. He's fantastic. He got a huge round of applause, which was super cool. Benjamin Hollinsworth as Brad, great. CM Punk ends up in it. I, I don't really know wrestling, but I now know who he is through something else, so that was kind of cool. Tristan Risk plays three different roles. There's just, the imagery is amazing. You'll see in the trailer, they, they do this huge visual nod in the surgery to um, another Cronenberg movie, Dead Ringers. And that's very, very cool. Just all around, like, there's fan service, but then it's not just needless fan service. They just really came at this with, like, hey, we love and respect the original material, and we're going to adapt it in a way that not only honors it, but broadens it, and they just killed it all the way. So, and that's my cat, sweetie, and she's she's agreeing with me here, like, support this movie. The Soska said, I believe they said this will be on VOD and maybe a small theatrical run in December. Look for it, support it. It is well worth your time. It will make you cringe in the best possible way. And that's all I have to say. I'll be back tomorrow with a review of Wounds. And until then, just stay scared.